Welcome to episode five of the Slab Podcast. Appreciate all of you legends. This is where the grades matter and there are no rules. Of course, we appreciate the sport. Love all of it. Appreciate all of you. It's been awesome. Oh, Oak, it goes without saying. We definitely appreciate all of the support. So hit the like button. Hit the sub button if you're having a good time. But I got my butt completely kicked by my friend. <laughs> completely obliterated in the... Uh, in our getting spicy with a topic last week, like no contest within a, within like 10 minutes of uploading the last video, you literally destroyed me. I think I sent you a screenshot. You had 11 likes to my like three likes. And now I think you almost have 20 likes, which is awesome. Wow. So, yeah. That's, that's pretty, uh, pretty damn good. Obviously you wanted to stir the pot a little bit. That's okay. We're going to, we're going to talk about it. So your comment, Mr. Professor, now we're one-to-one it's, it's even, so hopefully I can come ahead and we don't have another person beat beat us both out, but we'll see But your comment. So not every Pokemon YouTuber is in the hobby, but most are in the market. You, sir, are trying to start some shit. <laughs> uh, real quick, if you could define what, the hobby is i guess for you or how you're picturing it in this saying that would be good and kind of maybe elaborate what your thoughts are there and then i will see if i want to venture down this dark path with you (laughs) i think this could be a, a whole live stream just by itself um but yeah thanks for the introduction hi everyone uh professor oak the comment that i made i think it got upvoted or liked or whatever you want to call it so much because I think people agree with me. I don't think it's a case of just wanting to hear out the story and the drama and stuff. I think people, I think it resonates with people. Uh, first of all, I think what we're going to do is figure out what is the hobby, right? So not every Pokemon YouTuber is in the hobby. The hobby um for me is people that care about what we're doing so the buy and the sell and the collecting the art appreciation the illustrator appreciation the rarity the um the the quality the language like there's a million different data points to analyze right and every single one of them there's people that can attach to some of them. So some people collect just PSA 10 or some people will just collect Pikachu's or some people will just collect a certain illustrator or a whole set or old or new. You know, there's, there's so many things that, that, that people are passionate about and enjoy. Excuse me. Now, the hobby for me is all those different things combined. It's all that, like, just love and appreciation and, like, being active within it. So even if you're not buying it, just loving the artwork and talking about it and like having conversations and live streams and whatever. Um, For me, you're in the hobby. Like if you're bringing net positive and you're someone that's contributing as well as taking from people within it, um, I think you're in the hobby. I I think there's a lot of different directions you could go with that. Um, But that's kind of like how I view it. I don't know what the true definition really is. And I don't know if anyone really knows 
Will well, Ruffalo. here it is. I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> An activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. That's what a hobby is. So maybe that's kind of sum up. Yeah, it doesn't say it can't include money. Um, but you do it in your leisurely time to have fun, like you said, pleasure, love. It's something you you're there to enjoy. And I think there's people that I can tell don't enjoy the actual cards and the sets and the slabs and the sports cards or comics or games or whatever it is. Like there's people that aren't particularly passionate and pleasured by it more. So there's opportunity there, right? There's something there. And that's the overruling factor. I do think there's people in the hobby that are like got their toes in the hobby. And I think that's okay. Like to be in the hobby, whatever level there's, there's got to be rankings, right? There's people that are like really in the hobby. Like I think of like Gemman Pokemon. He he's in the hobby, right? Like he's he's pretty invested there. And then you've got um, what did I get name drop? Um, you've got people that like are maybe not so much in the hobby, and they are in the in the second part of that. They I would say most are in the market, right? So it's not so much the hobby or the market, I think you can be in both. Like, like I'm sure Jen Mint sells some cards. I'm sure it buys and grades and, like, does that stuff. Like, I've seen some of the returns that he has. We all do it. I buy, I sell. Like, I fund my hobby with the market. Like, that's what I do, you know, with auctions, with buying ads or consignments, whatever. Like, all the different ways that we do it. I give I give stuff away. I enjoy it. I did a live stream last week and gave a bunch of way too much away than what I should have, but I enjoyed every second of it and I have no regrets. Uh, you know, it's just fun. So, and I'm not saying I'm the ideal perfect hobby person for it because I'm a net negative on myself. Like I'm definitely like uh, spend too much and waste too much than what I should, but that part of it is the fun part in some respect for me, not just the collecting. So, yeah, I'm not saying like this isn't me on a pedestal saying I'm the perfect one in the hobby. I think it's more so like just be careful of who you're taking advice and direction and education from when maybe sometimes they're not really in the hobby. They're there for like the opportunity that's available and it's working for them. Um, what are your thoughts? No name drop, huh? You're not, you're not going to give us the juice? No, I'm <laughs> We'll see if we can get out of here in the next 30 minutes. But uh, I don't know, man. I uh, like. Would you then consider somebody who's a very net seller, say 95% seller out of the hobby and only in the market? Or mm. I think that's the tricky part, right? Like, is the 5% are they by your definition, are they pleasured enough to that they feel and would consider themselves in the hobby? Or would yeah. they consider themselves a store that doesn't interact with buyers and they literally just sell on the item? Like I think of people like Mason, who some may say are not in the hobby because like he doesn't have a huge collection on the back of his wall and like Funko pops like behind his desk and stuff like that. But like he interacts with 
everybody I know in the hobby. Like he's yeah. in the hobby just in a different way. Like you don't have to be buying and collecting. Like he's very invested as a person in so many ways. And all day, every day, all he's doing is interacting with everybody else in the hobby. Like that is a very beautiful like aspect of the hobby for me, which may be viewed like differently to like someone like me that wastes money buying like Pokemon Go packs and like displays the 20 cent coin on my shelf. Like that doesn't make me any better or worse than him. It's just different areas and corners of the hobby. I think what differs and what kind of like segregates the the people that are in the hobby and in the market in the hobby and not in the market or not in the hobby and just in the market is kind of what you were saying, like the pleasure side, like where is it that their intentions lie and like where where's their heart and their passion at? Like it's all emotional for me. Like the hobby is not an actual, excuse me, not an actual real thing. Like it's just the emotional concept of it. Yeah. So I don't know where it's gray. Obviously the line, like, I don't know if I don't know where that black and white line lies. Honestly, I think it's just opinion from everyone. You, everyone could give different opinions on it, different thoughts. But for me, like you've got to be doing something good and be enjoying it to be in the hobby. And most, most of them are in the market and that's okay. Some are just in the market. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you said, I think it's a pretty gray line between it. And I think, I yeah. think those people that are just in the market, it's like a beautiful ecosystem that they're selling to these people that want to buy the packs. Um, you think distribution companies, obviously they're just in the market. They're not in the hobby. They're literally in it to make money. Um, and it's got all those different levels going down from distribution that there's all those other people. I know, just throw a number, maybe 50% of whatnot streamers are maybe not in the hobby, but that's just random drip shop, all these different companies that are just selling. Um, I know of a few whatnot streamers that were never touched Pokemon cards in their, in their life, but they're good at sales and they could talk on stream. So they're, they're pumping that stuff. So they're in the market, but I like the mixture of all that stuff. But yeah, I think somebody that's in the hobby um, that has the knowledge is somebody who you'd want to listen to, not somebody who's just in the market. Like, obviously I think there's both. I think there's also those good, the good coming out of the people that are just in the market. Cause they, maybe they have studied the absolute crap out of freaking Pokemon markets or, video game markets or whatever and they just know it like the back of their hand so for me it's is is a tough one uh honestly this this topic this question because i i can't think of somebody who's at least a so a youtuber so your comment says every pokemon youtuber in the hobby so not every pokemon youtuber is in the hobby and it's tough for me because i don't I guess my wings are not spread that far. And I guess I suggest to all of you, maybe just do it. Go out there, look up different Poketubers, and maybe just go support them. Completely sidetrack from what I'm talking about. But go out there and do it, because I know Oak's been promoting it quite a bit. Just go out there, find a new YouTuber, and drop them a like. Give them a comment. Give them some support. Um, somebody who's got 50 views on a video, that would be really cool, just to make their day. Um, it makes everybody's day when 
when he can do something like that. But this getting back on topic now, <laughs> your topic, um, it's it's tough. I uh, like I said, I, I guess maybe I don't follow enough, and maybe I've put myself in a really nice niche where I only follow people in the hobby, and I don't worry about some of the other because I literally I I don't follow any big pokey tubers. The biggest pokey tuber I'm subscribed to is probably Mason Cardinal Gaming. Um, so that's probably and, and that's what I think it is. Like some of those bigger channels, they get they get wrapped up in everything going on. But it's uh, I don't know. Waiting for you to name drop here. I don't think I need to. I think people know who I'm talking about. Oh boy. Speaking to to what you just talked about, though, um, I saw – who do we have? Ancient Mew made a video, Think Forward. I saw he just did one, uh, Danny Zard. Like, there's, there's been quite a few people that just started making videos because I asked people to start making videos and, like, get involved and enjoy it. Like, it's fun. Yeah. Like, open some packs, grab your phone, just record it. So – if anyone is listening, like Slab Podcast will subscribe to you. I'm telling you right now, you got three subscriptions built into this. Like, I'll subscribe and watch every single one of your videos. Like, just just get it done. I I, I love it. I, I love watching uh, new people join in and seeing like their little niche, what they're gonna do, what they're gonna talk about. Try and find something different. Try and talk about something people aren't talking about. Try and open packs like everyone else. Whatever. Like, just just do something. Um, you yeah. know. You don't have to look up just to like the green shares and Mason. Like, like you can do it too. You can be a part of it. Like, I was an absolute nobody a year ago. It's been it's been a year now since I've been uh, making videos. I was just a mod on a few channels, just like in chats talking. Like, some of you probably remember me from back in the day. Like, I was in a lot of live streams and very active in like helping pokemon youtubers and i was like screw it i'll start making videos i want to have fun i want to enjoy it i want to be a part of that i did it and it's like literally the best hobby decision i've ever made in my life i've had way much more fun doing this than i have with a lot of the stuff not all of it but a lot of the stuff i've done with cards and slabs and stuff so i've enjoyed it i mean i'm sitting here today with you because of it and i remember watching your first video Josh, um, the well, not your first video, the first video that I watched of you, and you were in your basement at the old house, and you were talking about how freezing it was, and you're excited to like move in the future, you're planning and uh, you're moving everything, and yeah, I, I never imagined being here now, so it's it, like you just never know where it's going to take you, you know, from that yeah. first video, first conversation. So I, I heard you, you know, building on what Josh said, like, go for it, go do it, yep. Don't uh, don't look back. Just keep keep moving forward. That's all you can do. So, what's your spicy topic this week? Ah, uh, you can't ask me that. I went first last week. That's bullshit. So I won. I get to do, uh, no. That's no, not, no, not the way it goes. I want to see you go and uh, completely whiff on this one. So, moment you've all been waiting for the getting spicy with it topics. So, just so you guys know, go comment down below a spicy topic. Somebody needs to beat us. We can't win two weeks in a row and keep this thing rolling, but it happened. So post something spicy. The most liked comment will be the first topic in the next video. Oh, you oh, you get to go first because I went first last week. We got we got to really emphasize that though, because 
I didn't see a whole lot of spicy topics posted last week. Like, yep. I don't want to be the guy fighting Josh each week for like the spiciest topic. You guys, whatever it is, a thought about a card, a set, a grader, a whatever is happening in the news, a website, a Pokemon tubers, like something like just yep. throw something in there off off the cuff and we're gonna talk you're not even gonna need to talk about it. We're the ones that are gonna have the conversation about it. So like don't stress about an outcome because we're taking the hit. So don't worry about that. Yep. Um but mine, I'll go first then. I mean, I guess winner will take the lead. Um, <laughs> I'm going to drop that I won a few times because I'm proud of winning something for once. Last um, time. But I'm going to I'm gonna do one which I can probably back up with data. And I'm going to say, no matter what you're doing in terms of buying, selling, collecting, um, building a house, whatever you're doing with slabs, you should use PSA. I'm just going to straight up say it. Use PSA. <laughs> That's going to sound real harsh to the other guys. I know there's opportunity there, but I can tell you I've had way more good experiences with PSA than any other grading company. Um, and I've had more bad experiences with other companies than I have with PSA. So I'm That's a really to, long comment. I'm going I'm I'm to hold you to type in that whole son of a bitch out. Yeah, I did. I did talk way too much on that. Sorry, guys. Use <laughs> use PSA for grading, is what I'm going to say. Oh man, sorry, I got to do this to you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> hold up, hold up. Here we go. Um, Lorcana is going to be the biggest disappointment as it comes to TCGs in 2023. It's gonna. It's I want to talk about that. You did this last week. I kind of want to talk about that. Uh oh. We no. need a runner-up conversation because your topic last week I wanted to talk about too. I don't even remember what it was. What was it? I don't remember, but I remember I wanted to talk about it. I'm way too tired to remember. Yeah, so we um, could always look. We'll do uh, the most unpopular. We'll do a video where we just go look at the, the old unpopular ones that didn't win and maybe make a whole video on them. Could do that pretty easily. <laughs> maybe we could do that as a live. That could be a live stream. Yeah, that would be go. fun. Yep, a little meme, a meme live stream. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I won't, I won't respond. Nope. I'll leave, I'll leave it for the votes. So, if you want to take us down the journey of the PSA news, uh, not getting into what your topic was by any means, but what's what's heading over it? What's going on over there? Yeah, got some news. Oh, actually. A little bit of news, which I didn't note down, um, is Z&G knows I exist. <laughs> did you see the – did you post a video? Who was it that posted a video of them talking about us pretending that they were – Oh, yes. Yeah, Swami. <laughs> oh, my God. I was dying. Yeah. I was like, he called himself Professor. I just lost it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That was like one of the peak moments in YouTube hobby for me. That, I was <laughs> – that bought me so much joy, them just like knowing I existed and that this existed and that like they were aware of it. It was so fun. That was so fun for me. So thank you, if either of you. Real quick shout out games. to those guys. They just were on the eBay front page. I don't know if you saw that. No way. Yeah, they were on like it said, go consign cards with Z and G Emporium. 
front page at, of eBay. So he posted it in his Instagram story. Good stuff, man. Doing good stuff. So I didn't, no. I did miss that. I did not see that. Yeah. So that's super exciting. And not surprising at all. I mean, they're obviously doing incredibly well with like the system they have set up. Great just process and like the, the, the way that they're doing it. And obviously like they're fun about it too. So I think that helps. Um, but yeah, I appreciate them. They're awesome. I've been watching him for a long time. I remember watching that old video of Lauren doing the scare cam. And I used to jump into like his live streams and be like, Hey, when's Lauren going to do scare cam again? Like, I'm like, I love like scaring people. That's like my little like thing I do at home. And sure, um, yeah. yeah, like I'm messed up. And, and like, she, she like, used to that stuff but it's taking a completely different direction now so anyway diverting away from the news there but yeah there's a little bit of news that was fun um so psa jumped into 15 dollars again on off on off hot cold hot cold we don't know what's going on with these prices they announced 19 at the beginning of the year and we're like oh my gosh like why is that the new price 19 shouldn't it be a bit lower shouldn't it be a bit more reasonable and then hey ho um they did i analyzed the numbers from gemrate um and in january they are the only grading company that had a decline in january how many they graded excuse yeah. me which i really feel i'm sure you you agree but i really feel like that's part of the pricing i think pricing was a real issue i think if they would have been at 15 14 something like that I think they probably would have been maybe like positive in, uh, compared to others, like uh, based on December's numbers, uh, you know, not declining. I think they would have had a, an increase in probably the amount graded. Um, and then turnaround times haven't been that great. Like I know some people have said it. Mine took like 10 weeks for bulk, which when they're this quiet and like not doing, uh, they have obviously like, spotless not doing that for a lot of people like some people are getting back in four weeks like and some yeah. people are in 10 weeks like there's inconsistency where they're, there's still like kinks that they're working out and they're like a 30 year old company or something so uh yeah they still got to figure that out but they're down to 15 bucks doing a special i think it's collectors only um 1989 up to modern and 199 Ugh, i hate that that's 199 for the cap on the value Really needs to be three nine nine, four nine nine, that kind of range, but it's capped out at one ninety nine um for the dollar for the dollar value. So yeah. yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um to highlight if you if any of you are interested right now in, in sending it into grade if you haven't graded before or if you, you haven't been in, you know, kind of on the uh forefront of keeping in touch with their prices, you kind of know that. But let's dive into what they actually did for January. So we're, we're just kicking off with February now. It looks like PSA did a little over a million. I think it was 1 million and 7,000. I think it was 1, 1 million and 7. So literally just over a million. Um, and then 400 grand of that, 400,000 of that was uh, TCG and non-sport. So about 40% is TCG, which for a sports authenticator, that's a pretty decent market share to do almost, you know, $400,000 cards in a, in a January, you know, not a particularly crazy month for TCGs. Um, yeah. yeah, real quick. So the 
you had said PSA had gone down in January, and you think that was attributed to the pricing, right? I I think so. Nineteen dollars. Like I think a lot of the newer submissions, they would have got more towards the end of January and graded maybe more stuff from the beginning of January if they were speeding it up a bit. Gotcha. Because I would think pretty much everything that was graded in January was probably submitted at the fifteen dollar tier in the months prior. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Christmas probably threw it off. You could probably make all different decisions and stuff. There's some people that have been getting book back in four weeks. Yeah, like not, them, yeah. not even received and grading. Like that's probably like two or three weeks. So there are some, I think they probably would have got some more knocked out, possibly, but maybe not. Maybe they had vacation, maybe there was sickness in the office. I don't I, there's a million things I guess we could speculate. But for them to be not at great price in that month and be the only grading company that declined month on month on how many they graded. Like it seems, yeah, I don't know. I'm inferring, I guess. Yeah, it's crazy that they did 4x what CGC did for TCG in like 11x almost what BGS did. BGS is going to be left in the dust. They're pretty much. They got their little niche pocket there. People certain chasing black labels, basically it. Um, no set collectors inside of Beckett, which is a huge flaw. Being able to do it now with CGC is a huge plus. Mm. It's it's crazy. How do you feel about like the no subgrades at CGC and stuff like that? Because I just saw CGC recently posted a first edition complete first edition base set. Somebody subbed it. No subgrades. A lot of people hate it, especially the Yu-Gi-Oh! community. They totally hate non-subgrade cards. They think that is there's no reason to grade with CDC, a lot of them, unless they have those. I think it's where you see the value. Like PSA doesn't have subgrades and they sell well, like sell for prices. But I think it's like you give a mass a cookie. Like CGC gave subgrade options affordably at one point. Now they don't. <laughs> Like yeah. live like kind of counteracted what what they had an attraction to uh, attraction for shall I say like people were attracted to it because um like cheap subgrades and kind of know like what is wrong with the card like it's nice having that bit of transparency and clarity when you're buying a card but in reality like I think it's just like a bit more of um shot themselves in the foot a little bit, I guess. I, I feel like with, with the with the subgrades, because like people clearly don't care about subgrades that much because a million cards got graded in January with PSA and they don't do subgrades. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, it like can't be that big of a deal and that big of a need and necessity if like CGC did a tenth of what PSA did. And they offer that service, and probably not many of that hundred grand had subgrades. I don't think there's any way to pull that data. I don't think they collect it separately, like different cert number or anything. That just wouldn't be feasible unless it's on their uh, systems. I'm sure they probably have it internally, but I just don't think it's that big of a deal. And I, and and I like to think that it's a nice like little treat and a little added bonus for the people that really do care. It's there. Like you can pay it and get it. Like if you if you've got a pretty special sports card and you want to throw it to 
CSG, you know, the the sports ball, or you, or you want to, you got a really special like uh, Pokemon card that's like an error or something. Like there are situations where like that probably is worth that investment, like getting that and like squaring that away, especially with some of the errors. Um, you know, throwing extra five bucks at it or whatever. Like, there's, I think there's definitely opportunity for that. Yeah. But just regular cards, for me, I, I don't think it makes much sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. Did I, no, did I, I answer I, your question? I don't think so. But no, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you just spun the wheels a whole bunch of the mud. No, I think you know you did for sure. Um. Yeah, it's it's. I don't like the subgrades. I utilize them now to just uh, like increase my grade. Um, for set collecting, obviously, I want it to have no subgrades because then I get into the minutia of this one has an eight five and these all have nines as subgrades and they don't match perfectly. So I'm not a huge fan. So, um, definitely like the way it's trending. They did a good job, I think. Now not now, but a year ago, increasing the prices of subgrades to be the same cost as the slabs is freaking insane. So, yeah, so they're, what they're doing. I think we should touch on the future of pricing and make some predictions here because I yep. I really think by summer, PSA is going to be affordable again. Like, I think it's going to be back to book pricing, even if it's 12 bucks. Like, I think it's going to be a permanent lower than 15 I don't think we're talking single digits again. I, I think we're, we'll probably pass that just because of like inflation and the way the world is right now. But I can definitely see us being at 12 bucks full time by summer. Um, maybe with $10 specials, that kind of thing. Collector. I think you're going to need to be a collector. You're going to have to have a registry. I feel like there's going to be some kind of criteria there, um, but it's going to be available. There's going to be some way to get it. CGC, I think they they'll probably do something too. I think that'll put the pressure on a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? Because right now it's still a special, right? They just reintroduced the special. Yeah. Yeah. 15. So that is just that. I don't. I think that's going to go back to probably nineteen, maybe next month. Um, and maybe they're just going to do this kind of back and forth thing, gauging the interest and then they could throttle back with the 19 and still take in tons of cards. Um, $12, because like right now we're not at $15 standard pricing because it's still special pricing. I could see 15 being like the flat, and I could see 12 being like a almost a, like a Christmas time or a 4th of July uh, thing that they just do it for a month or a couple weeks. And I don't think 12 will be the standard this year. It'd be crazy just because I know $15 is like the floodgates right now for people. Um, knowing it went up to 19, that scared a lot of people. They're like waiting, waiting, waiting for 15 to come back. Um, I did a full send at $15. I know a lot of people that's like the real, like the difference between 12 and 15 is a lot of money when you're doing huge volume. But if you're doing, 2025 cards it's not that big of a difference so it yeah it's i think we're going to be not seeing 12 standard pricing this year but he said he wanted it back to 10 i yeah. remember watching him he was talking with two these two two or three sports guys it was in this like recorded podcast thing that they filmed yeah i remember watching it at the time and he was like yep 
we've got to get back to got to get back to the same pricing. We've got to get it back down to 10 bucks. We've got to make it affordable for collectors, for people that aren't worried about selling it and flipping it and making stonks and stuff. I remember his exact words, obviously, but he basically said like four collectors that care about grading cards for themselves and like are in the hobby and like need to affordably grade 50 cent cards for themselves at 10 bucks. Like we have to get it to 10 bucks. I really believe him. I really do. I, I think that generally when CEOs and owners and uh, presidents, you know, the, the higher ups of companies say things, they generally, generally make it happen. Like they have yeah. an, enough of an ego where they're not going to be like, they don't want to look stupid. Yeah. They don't, he doesn't want to look like a liar. Like it's not good on the company. Like everything he says reflects on the company. So if he representing the company said he wants to get it back to 10, I think it's going to get there. I don't know if it's this year. It could be. Maybe it's a special. Maybe at some point. I don't know. The other thing is like, what's the market going to look like this year? We've got new, um, a new generation of Pokemon. That's huge. Like, what's that going to mean? What's that going to do? Like, if it's anything like the past couple of sets that have been out, you've got V-Star Universe and Crown Zenith and like some of these like crazy sets with amazing artworks, amazing promos and special boxes and stuff like there's a lot going on they're putting a lot of effort into it you know and and sports cards we've got some upcoming changes like you know with new season stuff i haven't heard anything too crazy happening but there's still a lot of excitement about sports cards i mean SGC are killing it like they're doing brilliant with sports cards right now so there's yeah. definitely a lot of hobby there i don't know like yeah. i think it could be a busy year and maybe that could stop it getting down to 12 you might be right uh my gut says that it will be a gradual decline through the year yeah i'm interested to see how like sports cards do with college players now getting paid for their likeness and stuff how they treat that mm. into the sports cards market because those will be the rookie cards um obviously they do have tops cards where they show pro athletes in their rookie jerseys sometimes, but now there's a lot more reason. Now these young kids can do it and get paid for it and sign these cards, do RPAs, rookie patch autos. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting year. I think they got to There's got to be like a full blown college NCAA football set that gets dropped this year they would make a freaking killing. Um, and that would be insane, I think, for grading. And Yeah, the new Pokemon set is like, this is the first time that I've been in the hobby since 2003, not even, like since Neo Genesis. The last Second, time yeah, I had yeah. a new era of Pokemon coming out was Neo Genesis while I was in the hobby. So this is going to be really different because now i can buy packs <laughs> so it'll be it'll be cool so i expect this set to be absolutely bananas if it's anything i haven't watched any of the japanese openings at all um kind of just saving myself for that right now um but i'm really looking forward to seeing how they treat it is there going to be a bunch of stuff there, i know there's three hollows per pack um I know they're going to be doing sick things with the art again, like Crown Zenith and all these other ones. So it just keeps getting better and better and better. So it could I be mean, insane. 
the fundamental of the card has even changed with the going away from yellow borders. Like, yep. there's a lot of change. I think that's going to be a good thing. I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know what to expect. I didn't expect um, a lot of 2022. <laughs> there's a lot of craziness, a lot of really cool artworks. I didn't expect a Charizard UPC to drop and be a flop, essentially. Like, it'd be, like, such a cheap, easy-to-get item. Like, there's a lot of things that, like, threw me for a loop, both good and bad. So, yeah, it's it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool to see, cool to experience. <sighs> Hold my breath, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, one of your last things you had down here, I don't think you mentioned it yet, The that every – they PSA announces like their top graded characters and stuff. Um, Charizard, Pikachu, and you put Mew down here, some of the most currently highest graded characters, beating out LeBron James, Michael Jordan. Um, what seems to be month after month at this point, they're literally <laughs> sitting below Pokemon cards, which is freaking insane to think that how big sports is and everything going on there. Are we wasting our time grading Pokemon cards? Like, it, it seems insane to me that we're able to flip these things into the market if you're flipping things into the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still the highest graded characters beating out, like I said, Michael Jordan. How is there people, buyers out there still for this stuff? And it just freaking blows my mind. It blows my freaking mind. I don't know. I love it though. Yeah, it's weird. I think it's really cool that like every month people are buying and selling and grading and doing whatever with like Charizard and Pikachu's. And like people are still excited about it. Like that's that's like grit. That's pure true grit of like what you love, like sticking at it. And like really shows the volume of people in it because I'm sure not everybody every month is buying a Charizard slab like every yeah. single month. Like if you come in, you buy a couple, maybe once every two months or once a year, or you buy it for your cousin or I don't know, whatever. Like it, it's like it can't consistently be the same people buying the same do every month. Like there's some kind of revolving door and some kind of cyclical patterns and there's got to be more to it or less to it. So I say than, than what you could probably put your finger on, but it is cool knowing that like Pokemon are doing so well, like the causes are so doing so like so many people love it. It's massive. It's huge overriding huge sports stars that are seen as like idols in front of the media in the world worldwide. Yeah, and hey, I'm not being funny, but like a fake dragon is doing better, like a cartoon dragon is doing better than you, and you like sweat your sweat your nuts every day, like busting yeah. to try and be the best in the world, at like what you do, and you are the best in the world at what you do, and a cartoon dragon is doing better than you in like the collecting market of it, like that's crazy to me. So yeah, I don't know. Part of it also which I think is interesting is like how many cards of each is there? Like how many variations? Like I know there was that poll not too long ago that talked on um, people right now voted on what their favorite Pokemon is and Greninja won. 
and I was like so confused that it was Greninja. Greninja is like nowhere to be seen because there's no Greninja cards. Like obviously we had the trainer box promo, but yeah. there really isn't any special recent Greninja cards. There's a couple of bits here and there like recently, but like there really isn't high volume. And we think about Charizard and Pikachu's and Mews. I mean, there's been almost every set recently. There's been loads of them. So um, it's also kind of like what's available, I guess, to grade. Like it may not just be the fact that they're like the most loved or the most wanted or bought or sold. It's just kind of like that's the best of what you can have, you know, the highest volume. Yep. People love Pikachu, I tell you. People love it. Yeah, it's... At, would you is Pikachu? If you went to a mall and pulled a hundred random people, would more people know Pikachu or LeBron James? Pikachu all day, without that, absolutely. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one for the comments. I'm 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 really curious what other people listening think of that because for me, like, not even close. There's so many people that don't give a rat's ass about basketball, or baseball, or football. Like they just don't watch any of that stuff. Don't really are. Everybody has seen like some version of Pikachu. It's such an easy identifiable like cartoon. You know, such an easy identifiable little character. Yeah, it's something I would love to do one time. A poll like that or a poll, I've mentioned it before, like having all the different slabs inside of a mall so people just pull random people what what yep. they think is the best looking one just so we get a honest opinion rather than all these graders, uh, people grading cards thinking they know best and get the real answer from people would be pretty cool and awesome content, I think. Somebody needs to do mm. it because I don't got time. <laughs> I like the idea of asking people like, like I don't know, do you recognize this Pokemon? Do you know the name of it, or like do you, like do either of these you know? And like you say, compare it to like a sports superstar, and like I don't know, Bidoof or something like just like random stuff, and just see what they say. That that'd be interesting. I think that'd yeah. be pretty entertaining too. We'd probably get some funny answers. Hell yeah. Yep. Did you watch, uh, side note, the uh, Pokemon Regional that just ended in Orlando this weekend? I saw the pop-up. I glanced at it, but I didn't I didn't invest any time into it, no. Yeah, it's pretty uh, – Lugia is as dominant as ever. The uh, It's he pretty is. awesome. Halucha, Lugia, they're, mm-hmm. they're dominating. It's pretty awesome to see, so – Pretty much, I watched like three of the last four matches, um, all a lot of mirror matches, <laughs> but it was really cool. I enjoy watching some uh, some actual TCG games get played. Really good presentation they do on YouTube. It's really easy to watch. You can see what cards are. The camera views are awesome. So big props to Pokemon to doing that. Um, really quality, good. yeah, really, really quality. It's it's cool for sure. Yeah. I've watched a couple and they they are like genuinely like good quality. It's like something like you feel like you should like be paying to watch, <laughs> like like kind of quality. Like it's yeah, it's good stuff. I played against um the 
uh, YouTuber PCT, PTCG Vlogs. Like he's, he's awesome. He does really cool videos. He plays in person. He plays online. He's, he's pretty invested in the actual game, not just the cards and slabs and stuff and, and, and openings. He plays a game. I, I played against him um, on the app uh the other day he didn't even pull out like a v like he just played basic pokemon absolutely wiped the floor with me like <laughs> like annihilated me like he is an absolute pro and what he did was he built supporters and trainers and items he built everything around those basic pokemon that like the Pokemon didn't even need to do anything. Yeah. Like the like all all the support around it just completely led the thing. And and he was using a lot of cards that pulled and a lot of um special abilities that pulled stuff from his deck. Sounds like Lugia almost <laughs> in the Halucha deck, but it was I felt like I was watching a show. Like I wasn't yeah. even in it. Like I wasn't even really doing anything. Like you just run it. Like you steamrolled the whole thing. I think I clicked like two buttons the whole process, and uh, it was like it was really cool. Like watching it, I was like kind of like inspired by how well he designed that deck, and how uh, elementary I guess mine was. Like I have, I do pretty well usually. Like fighting random people with it, I would say I'm like. 55 60 percent win rate like something like that like that's not bad not terrible i'm not losing all the time but like i feel like i've got that slight edge like depending on who i get hooked up with um just because i blast people with the the pikachu v max uh the flying pikachu v max and you basic pokemon can't attack him so if i would have got a couple of good attacks off he wouldn't have been able to do much he just yeah. steamrolled me so much that I couldn't do anything to get to that point. I couldn't even get energies on my cars. Like, it was just dominating the whole thing. Right. So it's, it, it's, like, interesting seeing that and just knowing, like, those guys, the reason I'm talking about that is those guys, you know, you're talking about in the in the battles in person. Like, if that's PC, PTCGC vlogs and he's, like, battling Professor Oak on a random weekday, like as a normal thing, excuse me, these guys in those competitions, they must be like really, really like like seriously set up with a deck. Yep. Like, and I've seen I've seen them, but until you play against them, you don't realize how bad your deck is and like that's why their deck is like so good, because yours is so bad. It's just just really interesting. So yeah, I like watching that stuff. I think it's entertaining, especially like you say with the quality of it. Like it does feel like you're watching a like a show almost. Have, yeah. Have you ever competed in person trading card game tournament? No. Yeah, it's uh it's a different kind yeah. of high. It's like you get graded cards back. That's that's a huge dopamine hit. Sitting down across the table from somebody one v one trying to wreck his life. And make him go home crying is another great high, and it's a huge dopamine hit. I'm going to a a local Yu-Gi-Oh tournament this Wednesday, uh, which will be fun playing uh, like an older format, which will be really looking forward to it. Haven't done it in a long time. I cannot effing wait. It's going to be cool. It's it's I love a, that. It's a freaking rush, man. It's uh, I'd recommend anybody get a chance to do it. Do it in person's way different than online. 
Um, you'll make misplays because you're either you'll be nervous because it's your first time or whatever, but it is a freaking rush. It's a good, friendly competition. Definitely get out there and do it. Go to your love local. it. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of it. For me, it's, it's time. I mean, two young kids, it's, it's very difficult to find any time to do anything right now. But um, yeah, I, I love the idea of that. I think if I, if I was in a spot where I could, I'd already be doing it. Like I, like I have the passion. I enjoy it live, you know, just on the on the live app. Like it's it's fun enough for me to the point where I will stay up, you know, and play against play against him, you know, on a Wednesday night, whatever it was, you know, whatever the other night that, that we played. Um, I would play it in person. I think what's what's cool also in person is it's not just the game, right? Like you're around other people that like what you like and you like can maybe open packs together or maybe do a trade or yeah shoot you know shoot the shit whatever like you can like talk about stuff and just be around it i think that environment i imagine is like an escalated version of being at the card store like looking at stuff and being in that environment like yep. you know, it's like more i don't know intense version like how yep. would you describe the vibe like the feeling and like the people and experience and stuff it's awesome. Like thinking of like old school going to regional tournaments or national tournaments, it was for Yu-Gi-Oh. You're in a room for a regional. It would the regionals would have like 130 people. Every person's got a freaking trade binder. Like similar for Pokemon regionals, people have trade binders and hmm. people are selling, flipping stuff. It, it's so cool to be able to walk up to each individual person, look at the things they're collecting, find some hidden gems inside these binders. Um, that's that's really cool. Just even just to look at what they have and admire some of their collectibles. And like when I got to meet Mertz down in Denver, and he had his binder, looking through his binder and seeing a version of a collection I've never really seen. Somebody art collecting, uh, I believe, just the Camias. So um, that was really cool. Something I had never seen before. And doing being able to do that with an endless supply of people at my my beck and will right there is is really cool. I could just tap on the shoulder, hey, you got trades, and just start flipping through the binder, checking out, like, why the hell you got this? Why do you got that? That's sweet. Like, it's cool. It's a, it's a vibe for sure. I love that. Yeah. I got, I mean, you've, you've seen some of my mail, mail day videos. Like, I got two packages here, like, retro specs. Just send me something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to open up. And Derek Lavender, shout out to both of you guys. Look at this thing. What you got a new heck? iPad, Gen oh my 14. Gosh. Gen 40. Yep. Just need uh <laughs> Oh my god. Like people send me stuff and like I send stuff out like too. It's like, you know, I I'm obviously uh, a giver, a gift giver. I, you know, enjoy it. Like part of why we did the we wanted to facilitate the Secret Santa. Like that was a that was a huge part of like something that I felt passionate about. But people send me stuff. So uh, I can only imagine if like I was in person with those people, like what I could do, you know, giving and trading and just like more opportunity for like that excitement of, of all that kind of stuff, you know, swapping and, and yeah. doing. So yeah, I'm envious. I don't have a card store that close. There's one that I take my daughter to swimming lessons and there's one that's like down the road from there, but they have ET, ETBs, for, like modern ETBs, they're listed for like $80. Like it's just Perfect. like, yeah, single packs are twelve to fifteen dollars for modern packs. Like they're they're just like, ouch, a little. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if people are buying them or 
because it's like the only one in that area. I, I don't know. It's, it's a little expensive. Some of the stuff was like affordable. I've bought a couple of things just when I go in, I normally try and buy some stuff, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have anything that close where I could like jump into gaming and, and that kind of stuff. Maybe I should set something up. Orlando Collecticon, bring your deck, get your cheeks clapped by uh, Echo Base Collectibles in person. How many weeks away away? Is it two or three? Roughly oh, three. Yeah. Three weeks, something like that. Yeah. I think two more podcast uploads after this one. So definitely have to talk a lot of Collecticon on one of the, the one before the Collecticon or something. But yeah. yeah, I'm super excited for it. I'm actually surprised. A lot of people when we first started talking about it and it was kind of unveiled that it was going to happen. Last year I was trying to get some excitement because I missed out on Denver and um it like broke my heart a little bit. It was like a little rough. A lot of FOMO. My God. I felt like I was literally the only person that didn't go. <laughs> right? Echo, yeah. Echo base didn't get to go either, but Echo but, didn't. So yeah, was, yeah. no Oak, no Joe, like the two lab coat guys. Like the, literally everybody else went. And I I was like sat rocking in a chair. Like I was like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Like it was horrible. But now I have this opportunity. Hopefully everything goes to plan and I can still come and like nothing like crazy happens because I really want to get there and like see everyone. And I'm I'm surprised actually how many people are going because, you know, going back to my point, like it seemed like some people were maybe not planning on going cause just because of the craziness of having to get all the way to Florida and um, this closer ones to them and stuff like it is a bit out of the way for a lot of people um, yeah. in the hobby so i'm genuinely excited about how many people are going it seems to be a pretty decent group so i'm going to bump in hopefully get some selfies and some squeeze hugs from people and um be able to catch up with some yeah i'm excited how tall are you again uh almost six four i'm like a smidge okay. under six four Perfect. It'll be a good normal hug then. I'm six three, so it won't be too awkward. <laughs> uh, six, I mean, I'm six three. Yeah, technically, yeah, yeah, I'm six three. So, oh um, yeah, there's not many that are that are at height, but uh, you'll see us, I guess. Yeah, Canto <laughs> Shark. You guys listening? Canto Shark's the one of the taller ones. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how tall is he? Six seven. He played like almost That's pro right. baseball. Yeah, and then we've got Dan. He's taught, I think he said he was 6'3", too. Yeah, he wears four, high tops. Like that. <laughs> That's how he gets his extra three inches. No, I'm just joking. But uh, <laughs> talk about these uh, auction houses real quick. The uh, yeah. obviously Golden, I think about this is their second week of weekly auctions. It's now directly incorporated with like PSA. You could submit to Golden, the, uh, the marketplace, through PSA's website. That's pretty insane. Um, I've taken. Have you taken a look at seeing some of the things they're offering in these weeklies, or no? I glanced. Um, I saw they're they they're doing a lot of like ads and banners and stuff places. So I did. I did click one. I had a little look. Actually, I looked on. I had to submit to it, and it looked pretty simple. Like it was pretty clean and clear um, too. So I think for sellers, it might be good in that fashion. I don't know what prices are going to look like. With it being yeah. like regular, I'm I'm not sure. I guess we're you know we're gonna see, but um, I think it's good. I, More options. 
I think PSA could, in the future, offer a discount grading if you confirm submission to their marketplace. Like no control over it. Like it's yep. flat out going. Yeah. Because they're going to get your consignment percentage. Yeah. So I could yep. see them be like, yeah, we'll do $10 grading, but it has to go into the auction. That could do very well because PWCC does not have a PSA membership because Golden and PWCC are competitors. Um, they are only set up with BGS, CGC, and SGC mm-hmm. grading middleman. They don't have the PSA option. So PSA giving you that option through Golden, I think, could help that significantly. Right now, it's there's not a whole lot going on in the weeklies. There is some crazy sealed things this week. Like I noticed there was a EX Team Rocket Returns display case. Sorry if somebody was looking for that and I'm blasting it here, but there's that. There's another display case inside of there um, ending in a couple days. Some pretty cool stuff. Um, so I, I could see that. What do you think about that? I think they that could be uh, an option for them. Yeah, I, I could see that. My only reservation is I tried it with PWCC um, through CDC with the 20 books or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't I didn't have a fantastic experience. I know. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know where the cards were. I didn't make. I didn't really make money. Like, I kind of felt like they were like the winners, big style. Like they really like took from the buyers. I like. I just felt like it was lose lose for everyone involved. Honestly, um, but but a PSA is has a premium price wise so i don't know i don't know i think pricing would be a part of it and maybe test it first and just see how strict is it excuse me sorry guys um is it the same graders and it goes in the same pile and it's anonymous or is it a different uh subdivision of graders that are trained just to do that stuff and knock it out and get it over to the auction I've got questions. I don't. I don't know if it's like. Yeah. I don't know if I deserve the transparency either. Like I don't know if I deserve the answers to my questions. But it, it, I like the the idea of it being anonymous and in the same flow as everyone else's submissions. I just don't know how realistic that is. Mm-hmm. To, to facilitate, like it won't physically be the same way. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I could see uh, baseball card exchange and Ken Golden just grading the stuff themselves. That's Cousin like Joe. That's, yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> grading combo right there. Um he's a yeah. character, that guy, isn't he? Like yeah. he is. He uh he's got he's got some good collectibles though. I'll give him that. He's got some bangers, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh speaking of bangers, last night and actually ending right now is the PWCC weekly on a Monday night. For the first time in over a year of them doing weeklies, they have one ending on a Monday because their website took an absolute massive deuce in the middle of their auction. Uh, Probably roughly 30 minutes before the extended bidding happened last night, their website completely crashed. I was live streaming the auction for the first time since June. Literally the first time, whatever, since June, I've, I've live streamed that auction and it crashed. 
it's insane to me. There was like 3,500 Pokemon items in a single auction ending at that night. I think there was almost 18,000 items, I believe, inside of the PWCC Weekly. There's probably There's got to be a too much traffic problem. How are they still having this issue, man? Over a year into it, I was just uh, beside myself. I'm like, PWCC, man, you don't need, like, poor Pokey Chloe's live streaming also, and she's got PWCC in her chat because she's sponsored. And they're like, oh, we're working on it. We're working on it. Oh, my gosh, we're working on it. I'm like, dude, it's already past, like, 1030. Extended bidding's over, like, good night. The thing's done. Um, I would be, if I was a seller, I'd be furious that my stuff is ending on the first ever Monday night auction yeah i'm missing out on some steals right now <laughs> i tell you what it's crazy do you think there's something more to it do you think maybe it was a sql injection or so, like some kind of attack to like try and maybe a brute force like throwing a lot of traffic at it on purpose you know maybe to try and try and knock it down a little bit like it that'd be possible insane. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that side of the world with uh, DDoS attacks and all that stuff. I've seen, obviously, the PSN servers back in the day. I'd hear about it and all this stuff. But, yeah, it seems like something you could really ruin somebody's effing day by doing that to them the night of their auction. They're already at peak traffic, so you probably just need to do it a little bit and maybe send them over the edge. So um, Yeah, a small – you don't need a little – Spiderweb of network to to run a DDoS attack. Like, like <laughs> realistically, like you could, like you could do it. Like not one person with a computer, but like there's people out there that could easily stop that website from working during traffic. Like you're saying, whilst there's people on it, I don't know. It seems far fetched. I'm probably overthinking it because I, I am more in that realm. Uh, like it, that stuff's always more prevalent. And, uh, like jump to first thoughts with those kind of things. But in reality, it's probably just like, yeah, there's a lot of people searching and trying to do things and click things and probably just overloaded their servers and they've not invested enough into their IT, their infrastructure. Like it's probably their networking, that kind of stuff. They just maybe just aren't up to par with what they're doing and databases getting queried too quickly and too often, you know, during that time and just something. Yeah. Flipped it, yeah. Something just give it a little, uh, a little blip, and boom, you're done. Um, it, it is interesting thing about going for money because I, I kind of you were talking about like maybe there's some steals going right now, but they got an extra day of eyes on the items. Like it could potentially like maybe someone else uncovers it and hears, oh, the item that I thought I missed out on last night actually is I'm still in the running to be able to get it tonight. Like maybe some stuff could go a little higher. Yeah, and also, yeah, that and they also this week was the first time ever they introduced uh, a new auction style where you don't have to pre-bid on items. So before before right. this week, you would have to pre-bid on any item you wanted to do extended bidding on into the into the night. So now, if you discover a card an hour into extended bidding, you can place a bid on it for the first time, like. That never existed. So there was thoughts. My thoughts were that this auction also was going to go a lot longer than normal because 
I wouldn't be just limited to the four cards I'm bidding on. I could be discovering new things I haven't even seen yet because there's 18,000 effing items ending in the matter of an hour and a half, which is insane. So, yeah, um, it's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, they're doing good things, but got to clean up the IT work, guys. Come on. Crazy. Do you, do you like the extended bidding change? As a seller, I would. As a buyer, no. <laughs> no. It's going to probably increase the it's, – it's going to be harder. You, like, you still can't snipe. You That's not – Kind of. Happening. You can kind, kind of. Like, not true sniping, but, like, you could come in an hour and take standard bin, like you're saying, like in one of those two, three-minute increments that it one, gets down yeah, to. It turns, yeah, event, after 45 minutes, I think, or maybe an hour, it turns into one-minute increments. So pretty quickly. Um, so if yeah, if you're sniping it with one minute increments, that's your best bet. They get a one minute window to respond essentially. So, um, but yeah, I I enjoy it, but I do think there's going to be less opportunity to be getting hidden gems because there's going to be more people looking at more things. They have more mm-hmm. time. So last night there was the prices were freaking strong um, on PWCC as a lot of people could attest to. So, Was there any CGC games? No. Ga- I actually don't think I even looked up CGC. I looked up WADA and VGA. I didn't even think about looking up CGC graded video games. No. Yeah. And you looked up the other ones just to – oh, my God. Next, yeah, I, I didn't next even – Next time. Yeah. I probably didn't even think that uh, they would already be in the auction or not. Um, yeah, so now I'm going to look back and see that – on a, a nice game, probably sold for like five bucks or something because nobody else did. I mean, seriously, like uh, that's the first thing I was thinking of. People aren't aware of that being a search term. That's not something like people are naturally nope. going to PWCC to search for. Like maybe there's a couple of steals there, but I was thinking that yesterday. I just didn't get around to, to poking at it. That's why I was curious, like what you, if you were watching any or anything, you know, just kind of tracking it, but clearly not. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that didn't spring to mind for you. Nope, uh, complete lapse of judgment there. <laughs> complete lapse. It's the way it goes, though. Um, yeah, looking forward to doing PWCC weeklies here on Sundays. That's going to be awesome. Getting back into the swing of that. Um, really excited. Really excited. Definitely have to have you on. For Wait, is that – are you going to carry on doing that on Sundays, you mean? Yes. So – Pending the recording of this, if we need to record on a Sunday, then I'll bounce whatever that uh, that live stream. But yeah, I don't want to do Heritage on some on Wednesdays anymore, so that would drop in replacement of it. So that's the plan for now. Heard it, heard it here first. News alert! News alert! That's exciting. Yeah, I really enjoyed those. I didn't realize it had been June since you like yeah, kind of cut it out. I really yep. enjoyed listening in and, and looking through that stuff as well as like, you know, bidding sometimes or searching through it while I was listening. It's uh that's exciting thought to have you back there. It's fun. Yeah. Yep. It's good stuff. And the, uh, the only other one, the heritage I was going to mention heritage auction, I think is doing their first ever, like only VHS and home entertainment signature auction so before yeah. they've done signature auctions that they've kind of splashed in movies and stuff like that same with same with golden they've had premiere auctions where they splash in a few movies here and there but they yeah. actually sent this freaking book and it's 
all DVD or not DVDs, VHS is inside of this thing. And it's rattling off here on the 17th. And it's going to be pretty insane. I definitely, I'm a huge horror buff. I think we were talking, we both like the Saw series, right? Is that you I was talking to? I loved it. Yeah. I wish there was, yeah, that just missed the VHS window. Like, there, I don't think Saw 1 was on VHS mm. at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, You're probably I think right. Yeah. Just missed it, or else I would have that. But I have, what, I have the what, DVD. But what year was it? Like, oh, five? Like, it probably was like oh, right seven. As... No, yeah, it was definitely earlier. It was oh, four, oh, five. Yeah. So, I mean, just as like VHS were out and DVDs were like, like really a thing, like DVDs. Because I yeah. remember early 2000s, like VHS were everywhere still. So I think that was like just as they come into it. So yeah, you're probably right. That that would be cool having the original saw and like a good grade displayed. Like that's a huge franchise, like monumental. Like everyone knows the saw movies. Like they set a precedent for like that extreme kind of scary gore. movie. Yep. That like yeah, had the gore, but also like a bit of a crazy storyline that like weren't quite sure what was going to happen not just gore of like getting chased and yeah. beat up and stuff like it was like okay so like what's the twist like there was smart mind game stuff with it which was fun yep no it was i love that first movie man where you find out that guy laid on the floor is alive oh. the whole time it's like spoiler alert yeah spoiler if you haven't seen it <laughs> and it's been out for 21 years or whatever yeah no the movie's nuts i need to watch it again it's been too long yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind one of the Pokemon movies. I got a couple of Pokemon VHS. I think that'd be cool to have in a box yep. too. Displayed and present a nice clean sharp one. Mine looks like it, you know, was used as a fishing tackle box, but it's uh it's fun to have. It'd just be really cool to have like a clean, sharp one. You know, just like some of the games, they look they look clean. You know, like your stuff on your on your display, like it looks Tied in sharp, like it's cool. It's a cool look, especially with the CGC boxes too. Like you were yeah. saying, yep. CGC aren't doing VHS yet, though, right? No, I don't know if there's intention, but right now Beckett is in the game, and VGA has a uh, mm. VHS grading company as well. So, I think if this auction does really well, that could perk some ears up for maybe there's potential there. I guess it's. What they need to look at is not so much resale value because they're not getting a cut of that, but like the volume of submissions. Like, would a lot yeah. of people send those in to try and get that um, secondary market value? Uh, that, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, do you ever feel like it'd be cool to be in on some of those like boardroom, like team discussions on those kind of stuff? Like, oh yeah, that'd be sick. It'd be really cool to hear hear some I of the inside thoughts and. The thoughts behind the marketing and what they're doing—that'd be—that'd be awesome. Like, did they have what I just said? Did they talk about that a year ago? <laughs> like, am I like a year behind and they've already yeah. been planning it, or is it like, oh yeah, maybe we should get into that? Like, I don't know. I'm almost curious. PSA, I think, out of anyone, is probably doing the less new stuff with what they service, like what they offer. Obviously, the auction is like slightly different to the grading. It's like it would enable more grading, but like it's the same slab, it's the same label, it's the same grade. Like there's not a whole lot changing. They've added in, which I touched in the other slab uh, episode, 
they have added in a lot more like newer TCGs and uh, more open to grading other stuff like in their wheelhouse. But uh, nothing like crazy. Like they're not they haven't just suddenly started grading VHS or like nothing crazy. Like obviously they have the other companies, but I mean PSA specifically, they haven't started doing anything too crazy. They're kind of yeah. sticking with what they know. So. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what some of the decisions and changes and new things that happen. Oh, they did add Funko, though. Yeah, right. They did add Funko Pops. That was a curveball I did not see coming. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe some other companies will start doing some other things. Maybe, I don't know, face masks from COVID or something. They'll start slabbing that stuff as a memory. Yeah. Yep. It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how that definitely plays out. And I've seen some crazy VHS sales already on some golden mm-hmm. auction auctions. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool to check it out. What do you, what do you think is the best, like would be the best one out of the ones that you saw in the magazine? Like the definitely. highest grossing. Yeah, definitely the Star Wars series. Um, episode four, five, and six will be S tier. I don't know what beats in the Godfather movies, maybe. Mm. He said there's a Rocky too, right? Yeah. Probably, probably the, yeah. yeah, Rocky movie. All those, the Jurassic Park, some of the original mm-hmm. Batmans, um, all those PT? iconic VHS. Yeah. So, yeah. Original Spielbergs, Titanic, stuff like that. All the, all the blockbusters, um, actually blockbusters. <laughs> those will be the... Uh, the bangers, so. yeah, yep. yeah. When you could call something a blockbuster, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, um, one of the uh, I want to talk a little bit about taxes because it is peak, peak. We're not no financial advice here, just opinions. Um, I had actually just talked to a colleague today. Um, he is somebody who does garage sales and stuff. He had. Um, buying, selling stuff, selling on eBay, um, Facebook, Marketplace, stuff like that. And he is completely new of last year. And I wanted to talk to him a little bit because I know he had been thinking and stressing about some of the taxes stuff. So he actually pulled the trigger today. And after I talked to him, called the CPA because I maybe got him all worried about it because I'm like, dude, you like you, they have appointments, they get filled, and we're in February. April is tax day on the 15th or something like that. So your taxes need to be submitted in two months or in the next two months. Um, and this is a whole different thing for me, sole proprietor. And I've been doing a lot of research on whether it's a hobby or can I can I claim taxes on Um, my losses or my gains or how does it work? And actually there's actually a clause that says if it is a hobby, like if what you're doing is considered a hobby, you cannot claim your losses. So Hmm. the cost of goods that went into your hobby. So I've been going back and forth. And basically the way you determine that it seems is that, you in five years of running this sole proprietorship or business or LLC or whatever, you want to be profitable probably about three of the five years. You can, you could show a loss 
but you don't want to be showing a loss every five years because you're not really working towards a goal likely of being profitable. And that's kind of what a business is. A hobby is you're probably going to be taking L's every year because it's a hobby. You do it at your pleasure to leisure. So just think about all this different stuff going on because you don't want to get caught with your pants down. I don't think like, are you going to be claiming all of this? Because if they end up auditing you in three years and you claim this as a business and you've been in the negative, um, however many years, you're going to be going back and losing some serious dough um, because it was just a hobby for you. I know it probably could apply to a ton of people that mm. this is just a hobby. You've ripped tons and tons of packs. You're collecting. Um, so you just need to figure out the difference in that. Because, like I said, I don't want to see people getting wrecked. Are you uh, you financially planned? Are you doing anything special with your taxes? Or what are you doing without yeah. getting too deep into it? Did it myself at the weekend. I, um, the biggest advice I would say probably to give anyone is to set yourself up for recording everything from day one. Just record everything and do it as you go. Keep a spreadsheet. Keep uh software program whatever plug it all in there because when it comes to tax season you just go beep boop beep done yep. it's, it's i mean it's a two hour long beep boop beep but it's still like a beep boop beep like compared to compiling a years worth of data or yep. two years or going back three years whatever and it's there forever like you can just store it um yeah so that's the biggest advice i would give like personally in my experience is like what you're saying research what it is that you need to like do like do you need to yeah. like be profitable do you need to show this do you can you claim that like just figure that out because everyone's different like with different states have different rules and different like licensing things you can claim can't like there's just a million different things so just make sure you understand the two things first you need to know what you're doing and you're keeping record of what you're doing so you can explain it. But secondly, like, you can't make money for free. <laughs> like, like some people expect that they can, like, make money and not pay tax or make money and, like, not tell people or whatever. Like, that's great on a small scale. But if you, like, actually want to make money and run money through PayPal or run money through eBay or whatever, there's a paper trail. Like, you need to be accountable for that. You know, you're an adult. Yep. Yeah, legally, any money you gain through selling things, consigning things, like I consign through ZNG Emporium, is a form of income and should be taxed. Yep. So if you're not doing it, you're kind of you're cutting you're cutting edges. Um, but legally, you need to be paying taxes on all of that. You do not. I think they did extend the 1099 rule for ebay another year um where i think the threshold is still twenty thousand. i i'm not sure twenty thousand. so they're not gonna give you a 1099 i don't think this year unless you hit that certain really high threshold again um but next year i think they are gonna do it and they're gonna have enough tax people or something i don't know it, they delayed it for some reason not positive why exactly but um but technically all sales you did through ebay is a form of income and you should report that to the IRS. So you're just cheating yourself. Like Oak said, track all of your stuff early on. Look at these different types of methods, the cash methods or 
um, different types of things you could do. There's tons of YouTube channels out there. Um, the one is uh, Not Your Dad CPA. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Lots of great advice, um, free advice out there. Um, I forget what the other one is. Dan Ketchumall recently linked. I had watched a bunch of his videos as well. Um, basically a reseller that does, he does his own taxes as well through TurboTax or something, but keeps really good books, um, has done it for so long and knows what he's doing, but definitely take, take the time. Cause like, like me, I, I think it was March last year. I had my first meeting with the CPA just to look at what I did for the th- first three months of the year. I was like, does this look like dog shit or do I need to find dude something? So, um, get ahead of it if you're not doing it this year next year make sure you got your ducks in a row because changes are upon us and it's it's gonna be slamming down hard you know it's really cool too with what you're talking about and like queuing record and just knowing what you're doing there's a couple of couple of really good positives out of it that are like you probably wouldn't think of it at first place so first of all is you know what you're succeeding at <laughs> like you can see yeah. like what areas are you making profit, which is like should be the goal. If you're selling stuff, you shouldn't be selling stuff to make a loss. Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, unless you're me throwing stuff at people like as gifts, uh, you know, on occasions. But yeah, you should be selling stuff to make a profit. So you need to know if you're making profit. Like that's like pretty simple. You don't know that if you're not keeping track and you're not monitoring what you spend on the item and you've seen a couple of my spreadsheet ones i break it down to like real simple small plays or whatever a couple of times like what did you buy it for what do you spend on shipping what do you spend on grading what do you sell it for what's your fees like you need to like know where you stand with that stuff um so that's a really good positive in like helping you understand a bit more knowledgeable in what you're doing what's working what isn't working Maybe do more of this, maybe do less of that. It's going to help guide you. You probably, if you do that, you're probably going to make more money next year just because you've got a bit of clarity on like the money you did or didn't make this year. The second part of it, I think, is just uh, confidence and like enjoyment. Like it feels nice to know that you made money. Like even if you have to pay taxes, you made a profit doing something that you love and enjoy. Hopefully, this is slightly linking back to the spicy topic there, but like hopefully this is something you enjoy and you're a part of and like it's not a chore or a task and it doesn't feel like work. It's something that you're having fun doing. You're trading, you're selling, you're buying, you're greeting, you know, whatever, cracking slabs, all the different aspects. Like I really like the idea of everyone doing that and like still making money, like, you know, that money being passed around in some fashion to people that are like um, net, buyers you know i I would say a lot of people don't sell so you know it's harmless in in that in that sense they're not interested um so yeah that like enjoyment and the confidence just in it like you get more and more confident you know what you're doing you're making money in it like you know where you're going you got a bit direction like if we're talking about taxes and like reselling and selling that kind of stuff like that's a serious topic that you brought up just like should be serious about it like everyone here should be serious like try and make money yeah because okay to make money like that's why businesses exist they're not there they're not charities charities are different things businesses are there to make money it's okay to make money like you probably 99 percent of you work for a business that makes money takes money from people or you work for yourself and the goal is to make money like that's okay that's like how the world works so 
yeah, just reassurance like on that, like it's okay to feel confident and good about it, but also like remember, enjoy it, keep track, know where you're at, be smart. Um, Rock Pokemon, I'm sure you've heard him talk when he uh, talks about uh, make mo- what's his phrase, make money in the hobby, but like do it intelligently. Like, yeah. cool. I think yeah. it's, it's kind of pushed poking that bear a little bit like it's kind of like saying like be smart about it you know enjoy it make money and uh everyone's golden yeah 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 so that's our uh 10 minute segment on taxes so uh, <laughs> let's wrap it we're an hour and 24 did we go over or under last week i don't know yeah, I, that one. I, think, I think probably getting close to longer but i would do like to hear you got anything special going on this week you think um, I, I just asked that because of Dan. Dan will let, he'll let us know. Um, what do I have going on this week? I have a couple of things to open, which I'm excited about. That's going to be interesting to show what's going on there. Um, and I need to get organized. I got, if you guys can see, I just got like piles of random piles of slabs and singles and stuff everywhere. And, I got some coins and I don't know, all different random stuff. I got to get organized and I got to get more. I got to find time to like set myself up a little bit, ready for Collecticon and some selling. Maybe I'll throw a few consignments. I'm just debating what I'm going to do with some of the stuff that I've got, digging out old things and new things and whatever. Um, but yeah, nothing too crazy. What about you? Uh, go, like I said, going to a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament for the first time in like That's right. forever um, Wednesday. Hoping to get my 504 card PSA submission back this week. It's, <laughs> it's been in QA2 for like a week now, so it should be happening. I should be the grade should be available any minute. Um, and I got some pretty awesome Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, World of Warcraft cards. Like it's it's diverse, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, that's the hardest QA. That section of all of them QA2 is for me is the one that's like. Ah, oh, you're like right at the cusp. Like, yeah. oh, just, yeah. just move. Usually, move, it's move, pretty move. quick when it gets to QA2. I'd say within two weeks, usually something's happening because my last submission that I got back Recently. a week ago was in QA2 for like 48 hours, but it was smaller. It was like 50 cards. So, and I, that box is still sealed and I need to open it. I've just been way too busy. So, that's going to be happening. I'm going to need to open that bit, that box. Um, Yeah. So, just getting back in the swing of work. Just did an audit today, and it's been awesome. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. yeah. I got. I was checking my list from from one I did a few uh, a few months ago. Yeah, I was in QA two for two weeks. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, the the Yu Gi going back to the Yu Gi Oh tournament. You start out with is that like local? Is it are you driving like ten minutes, or you driving an hour, or is it anyone you know there? Is it anyone that you've been making friends with? Like. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but like just generally, like life-wise, like how's that fitting into your life right now? Yeah, it's an hour away. But basically, how I discovered, I went to my dad's house, which is near there for a. I was dog sitting for whatever twenty-four hours, and I went over there just to check out the local card shop. And they're like, "Yeah, we do these tournaments every Wednesday." I'm like, that's freaking dope. I have one of those decks. It's from like 2008, 2009. It's like a certain format. Um, so I have those cards. It's ready to go. My friend has several of those decks and is ready to go. So me and him are going to go. Um, 
one, he was one of my groomsmen in the wedding I had, and just we're we're both super nerds, so we're gonna go there and nerd out. I don't know anybody at the tournament besides him, um, but it's yeah, it's just gonna be getting to know a bunch of new people, seeing their freaking binders, seeing if they got any any freaking bangers in there, and I'm gonna take I gotta make a trade binder now, which I'm looking forward to doing and uh, going down there and just haggling. Maybe I'll take a couple slabs with me. <laughs> Might get booed out of the place. But we'll see. Are you gonna take some other TCGs as well? No, probably not. It like I'll have I'll have some Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh in my binder. Yeah, but that's it. So yep. I can't I can't help but feel like some of those people probably do have you know, like tinkering around, they have interests in other areas too, you know, some of the other TCGs or oh, game yeah. games or VHS. I don't know, like just the collecting spirit and like the playing spirit. It's just like a lot of it's synonymous with each other, right? It's like yeah. I'm in, I'm intrigued by all of it. People post vice cards, black vice, whatever it's called. Like they post that stuff, and I'm like, I got no idea what it is, but that looks really cool. Like it's just interesting. Yeah, to see that stuff. I'd probably swap a few cards. I'd trade a couple for like a cool yeah. vice card. Yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting. But yes, yeah, that's like a fun week for you. That that PSA return is gonna be a banger. You're gonna do it in one video. You're gonna break it down. I don't even know how I want to do it. That'd be a long-ass video, so probably multiple videos. Correct answer. I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be good, man. Looking forward to it. It is. Um, Cool. Let's wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for your continued support. Um, We have had a blast doing this. You know, we're now into uh, the second month. We started in January, now in February. We're well into it. We're enjoying it. You guys have been brilliant in the comments please make sure you post your own spicy comment this week. I want to throw some likes, some upvotes on some of those comments. I want to see what you guys are down there. Seriously. Like let's have some fun. Like let's get some, uh, let's get some fun going. So yeah, excited for that. Thank you again. Um, And we'll see you next Tuesday. Have a good one, everyone. Peace. See ya.